believe it, Bub. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the fourth day of March 2021. Welcome to Thursday. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Welcome. Getting ready to do Big J stuff. Uh, stuff that includes a little bit of a nerd alert today to get you educated on the world of technology and uh, gaming stuff. Uh, I was telling you yesterday, uh, you know, I think I've uh, I've publicly said and I've also privately told friends that I'm not, like, chasing down a PS5 at this point. Like, I'm not putting in all my effort right. to it. Me too. But every once in a while, I'll, uh, I'll give it the old college try again. And yesterday they dropped some on, like, Amazon. And I follow a couple accounts on Twitter that let you know when it happens. And I, I got, I, I just, it was just dumb luck that I happened to be scrolling through Twitter the second that they dropped some, and they were gone in like six seconds. It was nuts, like some sort of Nick Cage movie. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be called Gone in Six Seconds. It was crazy, uh, and so I thought maybe you know, cause listen, we're months into this at this point. You know what I mean? Months. I, I, I mean, we're yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. November. November will be a year. Of 2020. Right. So what? Five, four months yeah. into it. And so uh, people are still... These are 2020 months. So huh? they're 2020 months, so you need to expand them by six months themselves. Oh, I see. Yes. So it's actually been two years. Two calendar years since the PS5 has come out, and still they are uh, elusive, to say the least. And so uh, I, I just thought it was interesting, because I, I clicked on the link like three seconds after the... Uh, after the the tweet happened, I was like, "Oh, geez, I just happened to be on click," and then it already said currently unavailable. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's same for the Xbox right version. I mean, it's just it's been crazy. But you know, you you see in that same thread people that had ended up being successful, so you knew it was a real thing. Somebody had gotten it. It just certainly wasn't me, and uh, it was one of those deals where I don't think I could have been any faster. Which all it does is just reaffirm my position that listen, what you're doing is futile. You should uh, not get your hopes up, and just when it happens, it happens, and maybe just continue to be patient. But uh, it is interesting to me how fast these things go. So the world of technology will be addressed today over the course of the show. We have a chance to uh, give you some things from the X-Rock Prize stock, including that brand new A Day to Remember album. Uh, yesterday, Jay and I spent some time on Zoom with a couple of bands, including one of those was Stuart Jeremy from A Day to Remember. A really great interview with him. Uh, I love that guy. I love that band. And so uh, we'll be able to catch you up on that next week. We also spent some time with The Offspring yesterday, too. So that was cool. Uh, but those things are in the future. In the present, we play music. Music like Stone Temple Pilots. Vaseline kicking things off here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, back in the day, our early 2000s, I would say, is probably the heyday for mashups. You're familiar with those, yes? Yeah, mashup! Where you would Mash bring them together. two uh, musical artists together, maybe even two genres together that usually don't cross-pollinate and put them together and create a different song. And for a while there, that was intensely popular, probably accumulating in that uh, Jay-Z Linkin Park album back in the day. Right, yeah. Uh, and uh, that has so much, uh, not so much a thing anymore, but now mashups have moved its way into the world of food and become 
very popular, specifically Fusion. Uh, the cereal world. There's a bunch of different mashup cereals that you can buy that companies actually uh, put together for you. And the first time I ever saw this, I don't know if you remember, it was like maybe two years ago when Gene Simmons put out a tweet about having yes. ice ice cubes in his cereal, which I thought was gross. And then like he had like this concoction, which was like frosted mini meats and cocoa puffs or something like that. Mini wheats or mini meats? No, mini wheats. Okay. Mini meats is not a cereal. That much I can confirm. And so uh, he, he, it just looked gross to me, and I didn't know why it was a thing. But now Kellogg's are actually releasing pre-kind of mashup cereals for you to purchase. And uh, they've already had one, and now they're releasing the uh, Frosted Flakes and Fruit Loops mashup. Now, the first time they did this was Frosted Flakes and Apple Jacks. And then you could see another new mashup that's coming our way in June 2021. They haven't released yet, but apparently these things are flying off the shelves. And I know you're not a cereal fan, so I don't expect you to have any input at all in any of this stuff. But, I feel bad. I wish I was. No, it's okay. But the, the thing to me, I am a cereal fan. I don't have cereal as much as I you know used to back in the day. But, you know, with children who love cereal, I have always have cereal in the house. And uh, I, I just... I always have an affinity towards cereals that stay crunchy in milk. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, is there a period of time that they are required to be crunchy? I mean, uh, what are we talking about here? Well, I mean, I, you know, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't take you very long to eat a bowl of cereal. So I'm not asking for a ridiculous amount, but the one thing I've always hated about Frosted Flakes or Corn Flakes is the fact that they're, they're just instantly soggy and instantly gross. Yeah. And now you've got these, these mashed up with Fruit Loops and... Apple Jacks, both of which have a tendency to stay a little bit crunchier in milk. And so it's a weird texture thing to me that I probably wouldn't like. And also the taste seems weirdly off-putting to me. Like, I know what all these things taste like. And I imagine them together can't be good. But people apparently like them. So I don't know if I'm in the minority or there's not a lot of people out there that know they exist. But apparently they're a big enough deal. I mean, I don't think Kellogg's would be making them, you know, assembly line style if people weren't interested in them. You know what I mean? So it's a thing, it's happening, and now you can capitalize on it without having to buy two particular uh, boxes of cereal and combine them on your own. Now they come pre-mixed for you. I want to meet the person that separates them. <laughs> I'm not sure why you ever would, <laughs> considering they're both also sold separately. I know. Uh, TJ McConnell is a Pacers guard. He broke the NBA record for steals and a half last night. He had nine steals in the first half of the Pacers' 114-111 win over the Cavs last night. Had 10 steals overall in the game, but he did have a triple-double, but a super rare triple-double because he got it with points, assists, not rebounds, but steals. So congratulations to TJ for setting the record and getting his second triple-double of his career. Big J, Aaron Boone had to take a leave of absence, the Yankees manager, because he had a pacemaker put in his damn chest yesterday. Oh, man. He has a low heart rate, and so uh, the doctor said that's the way to fix it. Boone plans to return to the Yankees in a few days. Bench coach Carlos Mendoza took over as the acting manager for the spring training stuff while Boone recovers, so hopefully all goes well back there. And I know Randy's excited, but in case the rest of you aren't, today is the day that Paramount Plus starts streaming, and uh, one of the big things that they are launching it with is the reunion of MTV's Real World, the original cast of the TV show that kicked things off 30 years ago. Uh, they decided to bring them back and put them back up for the first time in their old New York City digs. The reunion is part of the new docuseries streaming on Paramount Plus, and apparently things get very real, Big J, 
and uh, they're releasing it week by week. So Thursdays are when the episodes come out for the real world reunion. Did you ever get into any of that stuff? No, no, not really. I think maybe uh, road, road, road rules, road rules. That's more, the one you so, got into. Yeah. Did you ever watch the challenge then? That no. came after that. Nope. You grew out of it? Yeah, there was a brief period where I was <clears throat> mildly interested in those uh, crappy shows. You never liked them? They were crappy? No, because I realized, oh, hey, these are starting to take the forefront away from uh, what MTV's for. Yeah, which well, is videos. Well, again, that, and that was 30 years ago, keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, but you did nothing to stop the progress of them, Big J, unfortunately. Well, no, I, I realize that now. <laughs> uh, I remember watching a couple of the real world stuff, but it got it got pretty old to me pretty quick. Um, and so I understand the popularity of it. Uh, I don't think I have any interest, however, in revisiting these guys 30 years later. Um, I barely want to look at myself 30 years uh, from, from now. So uh, I understand what you're saying, and I understand it's probably going to be fairly popular, but it is there now, and it's one of the big things that Paramount Plus is launching, which, which by the way, again, starts today. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Oh, yeah, Nick. Uh, we have got uh, some news here. And uh, Gatorade got together with a tech company to create a wearable patch that tells you if you're hydrated enough. The patch made of microfluidic polymer layers reacts to the sweat your body produces, uh, ideally being used during a workout as a one-time patch. Makes it pretty affordable. You get 25 of them, I think, uh, for $10. Uh, then after the workout, the patch will change colors using an app on your phone. You take a scan of that patch. The scan uses basic image recognition to generate a report alongside metrics like the user's age, sex, weight, type of workout, and even the weather on how much fluid was lost during the physical activity and how much should be considered to adequately rehydrate. You need this much Gatorade to rehydrate yourself. Yes, now the app doesn't say that Gatorade specifically. Obviously, the branding, it kind of goes without saying, but you could also just use water or whatever you want. I mean, uh, it's not going to reject it out of your body if you use something other than Gatorade. <laughs> no Gatorade detected. Error, error. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I do like this. I feel dehydrated most of the time, and I try to drink a lot of water, but it's never enough. <laughs> Having an alarm going off, beep, 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 would be nice. All right, man. Uh, and now for the games, man. Uh, Madden NFL 22, Nick, that's coming up here next year, right? Or this year. Or this year. We'll have a better franchise mode than its predecessor, or at least that's what EA Sports is aiming to achieve with this year's game. Hmm. Uh, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this in just a second. The promise came from executive producer Sean Grady, who also spoke about the final update to Madden NFL 21's franchise mode, which is launching this week with a number of notable changes. It's a mode that wasn't particularly well received. Now, for Madden 22, Grady said in a blog post that uh, the work is well underway. We're collecting input from a number of resources to ensure that we deliver a franchise experience that our fans want. This includes feedback from you, the community, and of course our game changers and the many passionate franchise fans that work to develop the team. Uh, we'll have to wait for Madden NFL 22, but EA is updating the 21 with its final patch of franchise mode today, Nick. So this patch introduces improvements in trade logic and player value based on player 
user feedback while draft pick values have been tweaked as well this is just a sampling of the changes so i haven't even gotten into franchise mode uh this year so tell me why was it egregious what's wrong it's all i play i mean i i when i have when i pick up my maddens i i do franchise modes i like to play as the packers for a season or two or for a franchise or two and then i'll do fantasy drafts and all sorts of stuff so fantasy or franchise mode is where i live and the biggest complaint i think most people have with franchise mode is it has never changed uh, there's a couple of very big complaints. One is the fact that, I mean, the franchise mode for Madden 21 has been the same franchise mode for four years. They haven't made any tweaks or changes to it. It's the same kind of going through the motions kind of stuff. The only thing that does change is the player ratings and the players, of course, that, that are on the teams. But if you do a fantasy draft like I do, uh, none of that matters anyway. But the other thing that's really frustrating when it comes to Madden franchise is the unrealistic um, I guess player attributes they attach to certain players like you know uh, they make um, Cam Newton unstoppable in franchise mode like he wins MVPs all the time in my franchise mode and it's crazier like last year it was Jacoby Brissett for some reason uh, for the Colts like Weird. they make him this superstar that he ends up being this ridiculously huge player throughout the, the years and it's really really frustrating to go okay this isn't based in reality at all uh, and, and you know it's just one of those deals where you can I, I like the fact that you can turn players into better things, but I, I think the real thing is there just hasn't been any tweaks, improvements, or otherwise uh, in the franchise mode of this game, which is a huge part of it for the last several seasons. So I'll be curious to see what he means and what changes are being brought, but uh, it doesn't sound like the tweaks that they are making with the franchise patch is going to change anything, because the draft is uh, somewhat okay. I mean, I've got no problems with it. It's just I'd like to have the different experience than I've had for the last several seasons, and I haven't had one. Well, hey, man, uh, get up there on the community line. Uh, blogs and uh, rate your piece. I will. Uh, they might listen to you. I doubt it. Cold Iron Studios is ready to reveal exactly what kind of alien game it's been working on. It's called Aliens Fire Team. Nick, it's a third-person squad-based survivor shooter and is due to hit PC, PlayStation 4, uh, PS5, Xbox One, all the uh, game gaming devices except for the Switch here um, And this summer. Think Left 4 Dead with uh, Xenomorphs, Nick, and you're halfway there. It's a third-person squad-based shooter. Uh, they'll face off against waves of Xenomorphs, laying down traps, strategizing as the facehuggers, spitters, and Praetorians materialize. I'll, I'll always have three Colonial Marines and a squad whether they're online players or bots and more than 20 types of uh enemies with a uh, different ai system so uh, there's no local co-op and fire team and no cross player cross progression among platforms uh, but there are five playable classes gunner demolisher technician dock and recon each with unique abilities and perks and individual skill trees to upgrade players run these characters through 12 campaign missions and then replay these levels with altered loadout squad mates difficulty levels and challenge cards etc uh, Fire Team is built to be played online, Nick, with public matchmaking, though there is an option to run private games. Uh, however, you play, you'll never be alone. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, and it's got all the, you know, I mean, it looks great. Sounds like aliens. I mean, it's uh, it's an exciting thing and be cool to check out. All right. When does that come out? This summer? This summer. Beautiful. There's your nerd alert, courtesy of Radio's Big J. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Now, Big J, sometimes I'm fairly proud of myself. Oh, good. Because stuff like this 
has never even occurred to me. But then I sit back and go, oh man, just humanity is the worst. Just the worst. Because uh, restaurants across the United States of America are being hurt at an exorbitant amount by people that are scamming them for refunds. How does this happen, Big J? I'm sure you're familiar at this point with the world of DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, etc. Yeah, yes? of course, of course. And so if something goes wrong on your Uber Eats order or your DoorDash order or your Grubhub order, there is a complaint section that you can take it to. And what will happen is they will issue you a refund. If you say, listen, I ordered this, but I didn't get this, they will issue you a refund. And what's happening, apparently, according to a lot of restaurants across the United States, is people are asking for refunds for things that they very clearly got. And, of course, you know, the the apps do nothing but, uh, you know, basically assume that the consumer is being correct and not trying to be jerks about it. Yeah, the customer is always right. And so they're issuing these refunds. And what's happening is people are getting refunded for food that they've gotten and basically getting half off their order sometimes or uh, half off their next order, that kind of thing. And it's causing very small local businesses to have to shut their doors because they're passing out refunds like crazy or not getting the full amount of money that they're supposed to get for their meals because people are being fraudulent about this kind of stuff. And, of course, uh, that has caused a lot of these apps to step up and try to make it a little bit more difficult, which uh, all that does is make people who actually have been shortchanged on something more frustrated with the possibility of it. But, like, you know, in my my entire time of uh, using delivery apps, I have only had one thing go awry. Oh, no. And, uh, And I did issue a complaint, and they did give me a refund for it, and everything was fine and happy. But I did have to jump through a couple of hoops, but I wasn't, you know, super upset about it. But it never even occurred to me to go, oh, this is a great way how I can get a bunch of money back on an order that I just made. That never occurred to us, dude. It didn't. And I was just like, God, there's people out there who think about that crap all the time, uh, just how they can work the angle and get money back to them, which is nuts. Um, According to uh, at least a rough estimate by an outside source, uh, restaurants give back about $72,000 a day. Damn. In fraudulent refunds that people are asking for on these apps, which is insane. So, uh, a reminder, don't be a jerk. And don't ask for a refund on something that you did get when it was something that you're saying that you didn't get. And so, uh, that's a a great way to put these businesses out of business, as a matter of fact. Uh, Part of the story is talking about how some of these places had been closing because of the amount of refunds they've had to give back. When they know they got the order right, but there's no way to fight it. Do you know what I mean? I know. And rarely am I the kind of person that, that wants to, you know, if I do have an order that gets messed up, even if I go through the drive-thru, I'm rarely the kind of person that's going to complain about it. Right. You know, I'm just like playing the odds. They'll get a bet. You know, I, I think a couple weeks ago, I got upset about something and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fill out that survey. But you didn't. I didn't. And then on the other hand, I ordered something. And I was like, they, they did such a great job. I was like, I want to give them a compliment. Did you? No. <laughs> so at least I'm on equal footing, okay? <laughs> true. You do nothing no matter what happens. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, if if, it's in the, if, if I just say it out in the ether, is that good enough? Um, uh, Probably not. But uh, I understand where you're coming from, and I feel like a majority of people are like you, but it is crazy to me that there's enough people that it's making a negative impact on the industry when that industry is already struggling as yeah. it is. Yeah, uh, it's terrible. Plans are still on the, for the Tokyo Olympics to be held this summer after being delayed from last year due to the pandemic, but absolutely zero fans from any other countries will be allowed to attend, according to a report. 
The Japanese newspaper reported yesterday that the decision has been made to exclude foreign fans because of pandemic concerns. New president of the Tokyo Olympics had hinted at that yesterday after online talks with the IOC president, Thomas Bach, and others. She said a decision will be made by the end of the month, but reports are already out that they've made that decision, and it doesn't look like anybody's going to be making a trip outside of the athletes to the Tokyo Olympics if they are still going to happen. Well, Big J, one of the iconic cinemas in the country, has filed for bankruptcy. The Texas-based Alamo Drafthouse filed for Chapter 11 and will sell all of its assets to an investor group, which includes one of its founders, Tim League. Uh, There are 37 locations across the country, including uh, probably as close as they get is uh, Denver to this particular part. But uh, I have said on this show several times uh, it would be neat to see an Alamo Drafthouse open up in the Treasure Valley because I enjoy some of the... Number one, I enjoy the movie-going experience. Number two, I enjoy the special screenings that they do for things, and they do anniversary stuff. They also find, you know, lost gems and do actual film screenings of that kind of stuff. And so it is a nice thing. As a fan of cinema, I always enjoyed going to the Alamo Drafthouse. I've made special trips when I've gone back to Phoenix, and when we went to Denver uh, last year, we went out to the Alamo Drafthouse as well. Uh, The reality of the situation, however, is it's not as dire as it looks you know when, when i think a lot of times when we hear oh no a business is filed for bankruptcy that means they're closing in this particular case that's not the truth basically it's especially if one of the founders taking on the debt yeah it's it's basically just a way to not pay their debtors is what it boils down to the same owner is going to own it just through under his his investment group flag and basically nothing should change it just gets them out of debt it's one of the many things that the, this country allows companies to do uh, when they're in trouble, but if you're a person that files for bankruptcy, uh, you're you're dead to the world for the next five years. But that's not how it works in the world of business. So I, I am kind of happy it's not going anywhere, but it still is sad. Of course, it, it's not uh, completely ridiculous knowing how much the the theatrical industry has struggled over the last calendar year as well, and they're just kind of saving their ass is what it boils down to. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Come on home with us. We are headed to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. And it is a story that is just weird and it's also depressing and it'll feel sorry for one character in this story. Maybe two. Depends. But uh, we have a domestic dispute, Big J, between 56-year-old Wendy Hurd and her 73-year-old boyfriend, They got into an argument on Tuesday of this week, and uh, it wasn't a good one. Oh, no. Now, according to the police report, it looks like they were arguing over dinner. I don't know what the actual argument for was, like dinner wasn't cooked or dinner wasn't cooked right or they're arguing over what to have or whatever. Either way, it started to get real, real loud in there, and that is when apparently uh, the 56-year-old Wendy Hurd, who has a pretty long rap sheet, Decided that she had had it up to here with her 73-year-old boyfriend's crap. And it was time to end the argument. And the way she decided to do so was... uh, Heard picked up their cat, Big J, and then threw it on the victim's face, causing the cat to scratch the victim's face. Then she held up the feline to his face and held it there for a while so that the cat would do even more scratching to the victim's face. Yeah, that's messed up, man. Not sure why the 73-year-old man allowed it to happen. I don't know what his condition is in. I'm not sure what was going on. Either way, uh, the arrest affidavit does not reveal the cat's age or weights. Don't know if it was a big... Either way, if you're getting scratched in the face repeatedly by a cat, I don't care if it's a kitty or if it's a full-grown adult cat, probably not a great sensation. Yes? Right. 
The victim did suffer minor injuries for the accident. And of course, didn't need to go to the hospital for stitches or anything, but still had a bunch of cat scratches all over his face. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, Big J, this is the third time that uh, Wendy was arrested what? for domestic battery on the person over the age 65. This poor guy's been knocked around a couple times from her. Uh, and so she is being held on a $4,000 bond. The cat has been removed from the home because uh, the officers felt like probably not a great place for this cat to be if she's being used as a weapon in an argument. So they decided to uh, put it up for adoption with the Humane Society, and hopefully it'll find a safer yeah, home. it's like little Wolverine. Which, it's not used as uh, an attempted scratching post for somebody's face. Uh, and she is still behind bars. The boyfriend has decided not to bail her out, so we'll see where this goes, Big J. Either way, we got women using cats as weapons. We got uh, people staying in jail and repeated offenders doing this over and over and over again. Yeah. Apparently, this is the first time ever she decided to use the cat as the weapon. Well, good on the boyfriend for not bailing her out. I guess. Third time's a charm, maybe? Uh, maybe he's like, wow, she really isn't well, going to change? Yeah, she's got a problem. So, uh, we'll see how it all works out. But a reminder that don't use your animals as weapons in fights. That's not okay. I mean, they, they don't have consent to that. You understand? Yeah. That cat was just probably like, hey, I don't like getting picked up, and I don't like where I am, and I don't like being thrown across the room I mean, either. Not many people can elder abuse and abuse animals in the same moment, but this lady managed to do it. Yeah. Not something to be proud of. But then again, Big J, again, Florida. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> That's the latest from the Pretty Reckless, and so it went here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. There's no doubt the pandemic has changed a lot of things, and some things even permanently, probably. But one thing that people are worried about it changing for good is the art of conversation, Big J. People are incredibly worried that thanks to the pandemic, we're going to forget how to talk to each other. Uh, One of the reasons that happens is they felt like uh, conversations have become a lot more awkward over video chat than uh, they are in person, and it's going to be a while for us to recalibrate our brains to having in-person conversations. Do you believe that? I mean, to a little extent, sure. There's no doubt that, that video conference calls and conversations are are weird. There's always that delay kind of thing. It's not it's not much, but there's a little bit of a lag that makes it go like, okay, did this person hear me, or am I am I technically functioning okay? <laughs> and so that that could definitely be part of it. But I think, listen, even if you have for the last year been locked up in your house and had zero like interaction with the outside world, I still feel like you'll be able to remember how to have a conversation, or at least have faith that you'll be able to do that. But all this is put together as part of a uh, uh, a poll for Ergo, which is a company that uh, does hearing aids. They were promoting World Hearing Day, and they were talking about things that sounds, I guess, that people miss the most after being in a pandemic for almost a year. And uh, number one, probably not surprising, 70% of people said they miss in-person conversations. You know, having an actual interaction with somebody else and talking to them and seeing their reaction uh, and, and, you know, having a meaningful conversation with somebody. So that makes sense. But number two, Big J, it probably shouldn't surprise you either, considering what we do. Any guesses? No. They uh, they missed the sound of live music. Oh, of course. Uh, that was uh, 38% of people saying that. 35% say they, uh, they missed the sound of surround sound at the movies. Uh, 28% miss live chants and chanting and cheering at live sporting events, and 24% miss the sound of their kids or grandkids playing in person. 
and I say to you, uh, I'm not sure why you 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 haven't been watching your child playing in the last year. If that's the case, grandkids I get because they probably don't live with you. But if you have been a full year and you haven't heard your kids playing, uh, there's some issues there, guys, that you probably want to dive into a little bit. But there's a lot of sounds that we all miss and a lot of things that we want to hear again once things open back up. But have a little bit of faith in the art of conversation. Everybody can still remember how to carry one of those on, at least as long as you have something to say. Uh, it'd probably be weird to have small talk, you know? And the other part of it is, you know, there's, there's the small talk that was part of our general conversation it, it really has changed as well because it's like hey man what have you been up to the answer is nothing man i've been at my house yeah you ask me that every morning pretty much yeah well you usually are up to things though you're the one that's going out and about going to your family's place you're doing stuff you're running around doing errands these are things that you do uh i sit at home and do and do nothing and uh, and stay not my inside. I don't have any family. I know it's not your fault, but I'm also you understand why one of us has things to do and the other one doesn't, I suppose. But either way, it is certainly one of those things that we probably have to work on and get used to. But it'll be good when it happens. That's for sure. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, you uh, have some travel dreams. Yeah. And I kind of really actually like this idea. Uh, Australia, as we know, has done a pretty good job handling the coronavirus, and so they are back open pretty much. But one of the restrictions that they have is uh, the rest of the world pretty much isn't. But uh, Australia makes a lot of their money on tourism money. And, of course, with the restrictions from other countries not being able to go into them, they have had a pretty deep recession when it comes to tourism. And so a airline there called Qantas had an idea. How can they increase tourism for Australia when there's really only Australians in Australia currently. The answer they came up with was a mystery flight package. Basically what happens is you throw down some money and the airline puts you on a flight and does not tell you where you're going. You go to an unknown destination for basically what they call a day trip. And you're, uh, you basically are put into a direct flight onto some other part of the continent and you go and you spend a day there and then you go back to your house. The flights run about $154 currently, and they feel like it's a great way to boost tourism within Australia with people that already live there. If they're looking to get away and they want to go do something, how about you just get dropped off in a location and say, oh, by the way, here you are. You're now in Melbourne. Great. Uh, enjoy your surroundings. I mean, everybody has a smartphone at this point, so you find out where you are and you find some things to do for the day. You play a little bit of a tourist. You go check out some local restaurants, maybe some cool local things to do. And then you hop back on a plane and you go back home for the day. It's like a really long road trip and a Boeing 737. Uh, so far, they went on sale today for three flights. They depart from Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. And you could end up in one of 18 destinations on the continent. And they sold out, Big J, very, very quickly. Uh, people like the mystery involved in it. The uh, airline actually did something similar in the 1990s. The only difference was uh, they would do these trips to other countries as well. It was a great way for people that wanted to go on an exciting vacation and not do too much planning or maybe like an impromptu trip 
would be able to do. It went pretty well, but the the airline decided to discontinue it. Now they brought it back, and apparently these things are going gangbusters. Cool. The airline hopes this will bring some uh, much-needed boost to the tourism industry as it struggles and the international flight restrictions, and who knows what will happen once those are pulled. Maybe they'll do them to other countries again. So I ask you, Big J, would you be interested in a mystery trip? Um, yeah, possibly, sure. Why not? What would the restrictions be? I don't, I mean, I don't, why would there be restrictions? Well, you said possibly, so I imagine there are scenarios yeah, where just, you would say no to. That would be the cost, sir. Oh, 154 bucks? Too much for you? Oh, no, that's not too much at all. Ah, uh, because that's what it would be. But again, obviously, probably a little bit more if you're going to another country. Uh, yeah. They, they, they say if they decide to do this internationally, it'd probably be like 575 bucks per ticket kind of a thing. But you also will be gone for longer than a couple hours. That's the other restriction. This is a 154 kidnapping. <laughs> right. I mean, Australia, not a gigantic continent. That's the other thing. You know what I mean? So flying from one part of the country to the other is not exactly a long day. And so that's why they have the ability to do this kind of stuff. But uh, if you were going to another continent, it would be a little bit more expensive, obviously. But I think it's cool. It's kind of like the movie game, but on a larger scale. The movie game, when uh, theaters were open, used to be you would go to a multiplex and just see whatever movie was playing next, regardless of what it was. And sometimes it was good and sometimes it was terrible. And a lot of times it was a movie you probably never would actually see or wanted to see. And it uh, expanded your horizons a little bit, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Congratulations to TJ McConnell. He broke the NBA record for steals in a half last night when he got nine in the first half of the Pacers' victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. 28-year-old finished the game with 10 steals, but he did get a triple-double. 16 points, 13 assists, 10 steals, second of his career. So a nice basketball line for him. Speaking of triple-doubles, James Harden uh, picked up a triple-double in his return to Houston last night as the Nets knocked off his former team. Did get a pretty good ovation from the crowd. Uh, considering what he did to Houston to get himself out of there, I was kind of surprised by it. Uh, if I were a Houston fan, I don't think I'd be a James Harden fan at this point. Uh, but then again, the Houston Rockets are so bad, there's probably not a lot of Houston fans left. They've lost 13 in a row. Uh, so they miss him terribly. Big J, if you care about the Dungeons & Dragons movie, uh, they have added to the cast. Hugh Grant is now on board as the main villain that's involved we already know that chris pine is going to be in the movie so is michelle rodriguez and now they're going to be doing battle against hugh grant in the dungeons and dragons movie uh, a couple of people you probably never heard of jonathan goldstein and john daly are directing the film and we are going to see another live action adaptation of dungeons and dragons on the big screen this time with hugh grant's britishness all over it. here's traffic did you say you played D&D as a kid or no? No. So you're not into I it? I never did. And I can't imagine you'd be into the movie either, Chris Pine or otherwise, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd say it's a thing I like about Stranger Things. So, you know, it wasn't exactly D&D, but there sure was a lot of D&D stuff going on. Yeah, I, and also, you know, keep in mind, it's not like it's going to be... I don't think the idea is a bunch of people playing D&D at a table. Uh, is going to be the movie. I imagine right. it's probably going to be a little bit more action involved in it as well. So who knows? Big J. And our last $25 gift card to Section 37 Axe Room is up for grabs here for Pop Culture Smackdown. They got three locations here in the Treasure Valley that you uh, can go throw some axes um, and then maybe join the league. A lot of fun. So well, let's do this. You have to beat Big J if you want to claim this final gift card. And in order to do that, you got to get on our phones, 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you want to give it a run at Pop Culture Smackdown. 
I say good luck to everybody. Good morning, the X. It's nice of you. Hey there. Hey, man, what's up? What's your name? Ken. Ken? Ken. All right, Ken, you're up first. Ken, a 1600 is a perfect score on what college entrance exam administered by the college board? SAT. SAT is correct. Right. Big J, now owned by Intuit, what software was designed in the late 1980s to help Americans prepare for April 15th? Um, what kind of, like, the specific? The program. The program. Quick, QuickBooks? QuickBooks. Wrong. No. See? I mean, no. QuickBooks no. also does that. Uh, yeah, but it's not owned by Intuit. Okay. Uh, which is the part of the question that you needed. Uh, thinking more along the lines of a particular program for that particular day. Any other guess? Tax day? Tax day, yes. Yeah, you I mean, I don't, I don't, okay. I'm not thinking of the name, uh, obviously. Uh, do you happen to know the answer there, Ken? You win no matter what. Ken? Yeah, Intuit. Yeah, Intuit's the company. Do you know the program? Right. Uh, no. No? Not Tur- the program, no. TurboTax. Right. TurboTax. The program that is pretty much omnipresent around this time of year. Congratulations, Ken. Hang on one second. We'll get well, you those. I have those. a damn accountant. <laughs> I know. You're fancy. Uh, we'll get you those uh, those. We fun have little... the same accountant. I know. I'm not arguing the fanciness of it. But we have ourselves uh, your, your Section 37 stuff ready to go. Hang on one second, man. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set and good to go. We will come back with what some headlines. Down, man. That is next on the X-Rock. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, my friend. It's a big one. Here we go again, and everyone knows it's windy. Uh, here we go again. Here's your sign to make sure you check the pockets of anything you plan to donate. Employees, once again, at a Goodwill, Big J. In Fort Worth, Texas, say a man came into the chain's location in Hearst in early February to report that his wife had mistakenly donated one of his old jackets. But unfortunately for him, in his old jacket, he used to keep money. In fact, there was an envelope in the pocket that contained about $5,000 in cash. Mm. That his wife didn't know he had stashed in there and she had donated. And he was like, oh, no. Store manager Rhonda Davis says she told him they get about 50 to 200 donations per day. And they needed to go and sort bag for bag. Davis said workers searched through donations for several days. Was never able to successfully find it. But finally, an employee there found the envelope three weeks after the search started. The cash was returned to the customer, no questions asked, and the employee was rewarded with a bonus and the Goodwill Medal of Integrity, Big J. Did you know that existed? No. Uh, Apparently, it is something that they give employees who go out of their way to make sure that something that was mistakenly donated goes back to the original person that donated it. Wow. Pretty actual cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's. I wonder how much stuff like this happens. Because, you know, I'm sure you've donated to Goodwill before, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, you just bring a bag. And even if, like, for tax purposes, you ask for a receipt, it's never like it's itemized. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like they know what you've dropped off, nor do you know uh, how much, you know, where that the, the day usually that it happened on, any of that stuff. And so if you re- accidentally donate something, I wonder if it's just a lost cause. It has to be a bunch of times, right? But $5,000 cash is, a, is an understandable thing you want to go back for and try to retrieve. But I can't believe they actually found it. So I guess credit to the Goodwill there and credit to the employee as well. It's a big one or everyone knows it's windy? Uh, everybody knows it's windy. Floating the river is a thing, not just in Boise, but also in other parts of the world. 
and Jackson Perry and Noah Palmer are a couple of buddies that decided they were going to go floating the river on the coast of Perth, Australia and bring some beer with them. They did. Uh, but, you know, it, it's Australia, so they did things a little bit weird. They didn't go out there on a raft or anything like that. They decided it would be funny to blow up an air mattress and then head out on the river that way. You understand? Yeah. So they blew up an air mattress. They ended up, uh, you know, putting some beer on there. But it got windy, man. Like, really windy. Next thing you know, uh, they hopped on the inflatable mattress, and uh, they, they were south of Perth. They planned to stay close to the land. However... You know, it's tough to auger an air mattress around, <laughs> And strong winds dragged them about two miles out into the ocean, where they were stranded for Damn. three hours until uh, they were able to get rescued by a passerby. And thank goodness for that. So next time they said they will, quote, check the wind forecast before they decide to do something stupid That's like great. float the river on an air mattress. Maybe. <laughs> wow. The wind forecast. I guess it's a thing. Uh, and it makes sense. I mean, if the river leads directly to the ocean, it's probably a good idea. Wrap it up with It's a Big One, a 47,000-square-foot NCAA tournament bracket on the side of a downtown Indiana hotel broke a Guinness World Record recently. The bracket was designed by a place called Sport Graphics and Section 127. It can be seen on the side of the JW Marriott Hotel in downtown Indianapolis. Of course, that's the same location where uh, the world's largest NCAA tournament was bracket was located back in 2015. And also, Indianapolis happens to be hosting the tournament this year. But officials say that this bracket is 15 to 20 feet taller than the 2015 version. It's made up of 800 individual blocks. It required 100 hours of printing to create. And they decided to break the record doing it that way. And I suppose, why not? I mean, it seems weird considering they haven't even had the teams yet. So the bracket isn't even like, don't you have to like reprint it to fill it out? Right? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of work that you have to do again and again and again. As these teams start to advance in the actual field of 64 or 68, I guess, in this particular case, is announced. But listen, uh, a lot of people have a lot of time on their hands right about now, Big J. So that makes sense. Yeah. Why not break a record or two? There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. So Foo Fighters waiting on a war here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And finally, Big J, you and I can feel pretty good about ourselves. Yeah, we didn't bring us down. Yeah. Bruce. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what, man? Come on. It worked. Uh, we are. Uh, we did not bring down uh, the, the this great city of Boise, Idaho, because... Uh, Wallet Hub has just released a list of their fattest cities in America. Wonderful. Uh, they looked at factors that included percentage of obese adults. Factors. Yeah, percentage of inactive adults, percentage of residents of high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, and levels of vegetable and fruit consumption. <laughs> All right. So here are uh, here are the top ten fattest cities. Okay. Beautiful. Knoxville, Tennessee. I mean, and you can imagine, these are all in the South. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Poor fatties. <laughs> Number nine, Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. Number eight, Mobile, Alabama. Sure. Number seven, Jackson, Mississippi. Understandable. Number six, Brigham, uh, Brighamham, Alabama. Birmingham. Birmingham. All right. Uh, Shreveport, Shreveport Port, Louisiana. Is number five, number four, Little Rock, Arkansas, number three, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, number two, Memphis, Tennessee, and taking the cake for the little fat kids, 
Number one, McAllen, Texas. I've never heard of McAllen, Texas. Yeah, uh, I don't. I haven't either. But uh, I can't imagine. Uh, just that's got to be a bad, bad news with people dying of heart attacks left and right out there. Uh, it doesn't sound great for any of these places. You're right. It's all weird that it's in the same particular area. But you know, uh, you and I have both uh, traveled through the South. Uh, and uh, and know how hot and humid it is there. And if you're already fat, it certainly doesn't motivate you to want to get out and do stuff. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, and uh, where does Boise land on this list? we got to uh, be pretty fit. That much I know. It is a high on the fitness level. We get an 85 for that. But we also get a 91 and uh, for obesity and overweight. Really? So, yeah, it kind of uh, kind of evens things out a little bit. But, you know, we're also pretty good on some of the other factors. Landing us at number 86 on the list. All right. Which and out of 100 isn't bad. Not bad at all. I mean, listen, that's that's the top, you know, 14 percentile. Not bad. Yeah, the uh, the the other end of the spectrum, the top 10 cities with the lowest number of obese residents. Uh, you can imagine, and this makes total sense to me. Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we visited there. People are always out walking, running, uh, biking, doing those sort of things. Uh, and number nine, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Number eight, Washington D.C., which is interesting. Uh, number seven, Portland, Oregon. Number six, Seattle, Washington. Five, San Jose, California. Number Four, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Number three, Boston, Massachusetts. Number two, Denver, Colorado. And where do you think the number one uh, least obese place is? I'm going to say someplace west coast. Uh, oh, wait, you already said Portland, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been my guess, but no. Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, okay. Well, that's about as west as you can get. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense as well. Uh, beautiful weather, lots of chances to get out and do things, not so much uh, extreme weather things, and it's not too hot, not too cold. It's a nice way yeah. for you to be active. These these all register in and, my head. And, not, and a lot of those also, not a lot of Shake Shacks. No, I was just going to say, or Whataburgers. It's, it's almost a shame that uh, In-N-Out's got a Salt Lake City location, considering Yeah, the you think that would bring them down a little bit, but no, uh, you, but the other factors might be part of that. That's the fat guy perspective anyways. It's always nice. You want to know the fast food places and the healthy studs. I like it. I like it. But it is good to know that we're not completely the albatrosses of the Boise, Idaho area, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, there's a lot of people out here who are fit, who do fitness things. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are moving to Treasure Valley. It's beautiful. It's temperate. You can do it almost all year round. Thanks for lifting us up, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, We are certainly not doing our part in that particular survey, that's for sure. You are. I'm Uh, not. Well, morning after with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions. That's next on the (laughs) X-Rock. Jay on 100.3 The X. Hey, next week you're going to get privy to a pretty awesome conversation we had with Jeremy from A Day to Remember. Their album, You're Welcome, comes out tomorrow. And we will gladly hook you up with a digital copy of that right now that we'll give you tomorrow. No lie, uh, cannot wait for this album to come out. So very excited to give it to you as well, free of charge. If you would like it, 208-287-1003. You must be victorious at a game we call Bad Impressions. Big J has three clues. They all point to somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less. And that A Day to Remember album becomes your Day to Remember album, and everybody you know becomes jealous. Hello, The X. Good morning. Morning, man. It's your name, please. All right, Dan, you're up. Good luck. I'm a very rich celeb who owns a gin company. Aviation gin, to be exact. Uh, I like breaking the fourth and even sometimes the fifth wall as Marvel's Deadpool. Oh, crap. Uh, And to think I was once Van Wilder. 
Oh, that's, um... Um... You can do it. Damn. I know, Damn. right? What the hell Damn. is his name? I can Damn. see him. Damn. Um, Damn. He's so... Him. He's so handsome. Yeah, it's, uh... Come on, Dan. We're running uh, out of time. Dun, 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 no, I know. Dun, 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 dun. Dan Wilder. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you say Dan Rather? No, he said Van Wilder. Hello, the ex. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, the answer is Ryan Reynolds. Yes, sir. Yeah, the very handsome Ryan Reynolds. Thank you very much, sir. Hang on one second. We'll get you that A Day to Remember album. Uh, and why is Ryan Reynolds in the news? Well, uh, Ryan Reynolds has posted on his uh, social medias. They just finished shooting a new movie called The Adam Project. Here's what he said. Quote, Gamora, Electra, the Hulk, Deadpool, and the kid who will play Deadpool in the future when I'm a skeleton in a box. If the Adam Project is cool, fun, and just a fraction of what shooting is, was wild... I think we'll have something explosive on our hands. Oh. So uh, very interesting. It's going to be uh, a story of a man who must travel back in time to get help from uh, 13-year-old self. And together they must meet their uh, deceased father, who is now the same age as Reynolds' character. Very relatable. Yes. Uh, And so, yeah, you've got uh, here uh, Jennifer... um, Garner and uh, Zoe Salandar, and you've got this is why he's throwing in all these other characters uh, that that uh, Mark Ruffalo fella. So it's got a hell of a cast, man. And this is uh, again a Netflix movie. So did Ryan Reynolds? Did he sign a deal with Netflix, or he just happens to be attached to all these Netflix? I, I don't know. He might have. Um, they didn't announce it, but uh, that's for sure. Uh, you know, he's six underground. He did that. Mm-hmm. We'll see what else happens. But the Adam Project. When this will be. Uh, available? Uh, I'm not sure. I uh, heard good things uh, about it, or at least from the script anyway, so I'm excited for it. And uh, did you You did not like Six Underground, correct? Uh, I thought it was a. There's a lot of great action from it, but I just thought there was some things that yeah, could have. Pretty disappointed. It could have, story wise, been a little bit clearer. But uh, this one looks good, and then uh, the, he also has a bunch of movies in the works that have been delayed as well that were supposed to be. Yeah, Free Guy, man. Yeah. I'm really excited to see that movie. That's going to be fun. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. Wrapping up the show with some Corey Taylor there. That is Samantha's Gone. That's going to do it for the Morning After with Nick and Big J here on this Thursday. Got a nice little nerd alert courtesy of Big J earlier this morning. Thank you very much, sir. Also had a chance to talk about how people are using cats now as weapons, so please be careful around your loved ones if they start chucking animals at you you know you may have a uh, a serious relationship issues and of course we also learned that uh we're not bringing down the fat uh here in the uh, city of boise which feels fantastic uh but tomorrow on the show we're gonna have another chance to some day to remember albums coming your way as it is release day for that one plus our friend rob stubaker is gonna stop by the studio and talk a little bit about a cool thing that treasure valley subaru is doing here in the treasure valley and that leaves you with the floor big j yeah you know what uh, when you're uh when your favorite spacex starship rocket lands don't run out to it because it could explode in your face. It's been a rough uh, stretch. Three out of the last four uh, SpaceX things didn't go well. Well, here's the thing. This is a new uh, thing for SpaceX. Yes. They're, they're looking to uh, for this rocket to do different things than their Falcon 9. And this was exactly the same kind of process that they had with Falcon 9. So uh, Elon Musk uh, is not uh, discouraged by these events at all. Uh, he loves to throw money away like this. And uh, they'll continue to get better at it. But uh, it sure makes for some uh, impressive video.
It does indeed, and just happy that uh, nobody was on board that yeah. day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's why I'm not uh, racing in line to be on the uh, the first. Listen, nobody's uh, wanting you to race the line either. Good. Just so you know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We shall see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rock.